I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. And we're live. What's up? What's up, a uh, podcast? What's up, Marissa? Hey, guys. Welcome back. Um, we are super excited to continue our podcast. And today we're just going to jump right in and talk about what happens when you are facing a problem that isn't yours. And what I mean by that is what do you do when someone you love or someone you close to you is struggling with something and you're not sure how to help them, what to do? Just basically, where do you go? from that moment you know what can you give to them how can you help what do you do yeah that's a big question you know what do you do um especially when it's somebody you love and you don't want to make it feel like they've they have the power out of their hands or you're trying to drive their life subconsciously like i think a lot of people nowadays are facing that especially like a lot of kids that are growing up and their parents are trying to get like a really tight hold on them and lead them in the direction that the parent would have gone in but not necessarily the the, the kid wants to go in, you know, so that, that has like an underlying pressure. And over time, you know, my, in the second, it might not feel like much, but over time it gets heavier and heavier. So today I really want to address how we're going to, how well, we want to address how we're going to go about that. And the best way we think um, people should be dealing with that. So Marissa, why don't you throw, not, throw us on in? Yeah. So I wanted to bring up this topic just because this is something that's going on in my personal life. There's someone very close to me who is uh, facing a really big decision. And I personally feel like I know what the good choice is. And I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that where it's like you're witnessing something that someone, something that someone's going through and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I know what the right choice is. I want to advise them in this way because I know it will help them. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like I know, or I think I know, to, to the best of my ability, where this person should go and kind of what direction they should head. But then there's a part of me that's like, okay, but they also have to like make their own mistakes. And so I'm trying to find that happy medium between, okay, just let them go even if it's going to crash and burn versus, okay, wait, let me give you my insight. Let me help you. Let me advise you. Let me keep you from the pain that could potentially happen. Yeah, like somehow you you have like a you can see five steps ahead, and you feel like if you help them avoid said pain, that you'd be doing them a service. But honestly, from their perspective, you're on you're doing them a disservice. You're, you know, it's really hard to tread ground that way and and make it known to them that you care, but at the same time, really trying to vocalize that you're not trying to take control of their life. So right, and when you when you say it that way, now I'm kind of like, okay, <laughs> what makes me know? what the right decision is. So I think I need to take yeah, a step how back. Yeah, you know better? Yeah, right? first of all, I need to take a step back and say, okay, there's a, a good chance that I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like maybe we have to start there and acknowledge the fact that like, okay, we might think we know, but ultimately like we're not that person. We're just and guessing. Yeah, we're just guessing. We're just kind of using our insight or maybe our past experience. And I feel like that's important. If it's like something that you've gone through similarly, you mm -hmm. can be like, oh, hey, you know, I went through this. This yeah. is what I experienced. This is what I did. But then you kind of go back to the fact that, okay, well, I'm a, I'm a different person than you are. You're going to think about this differently. You're going to have different life experience that you're pulling from your past. There's just going to be a different way you approach it. And I don't want to outshine that or 
stomp that out completely and yeah. say, oh, you should do this. We almost kind of take action based on the knowledge that we have of that person and the experiences we've gone through. So, for example, you know, if you have a friend that you're really close to and they're going down this path of dating or something like that that you necessarily don't want them to go down, you're assuming that this is going to be a train wreck for them. You're assuming that based on what you know about them and, and what you've gone yourself. through. Based on yourself. Based on yourself. So you somehow know better because you feel like, oh, I've been there, but have you really? You know, you haven't been there with that person unless you've dated that person, and that's a whole different deal. But yeah. I'm saying... I mean, have you really been there to the depth of knowing how this is going to end detail by detail? I mean, I don't think we really have the authority to say, like, I know how this is going to end. And if you don't listen to my way, then I'm protecting, you know, I'm protecting you because I love you. I mean, maybe we are doing that with the best of intentions. But in reality, we're probably making them want to distance themselves from us more. Because, like, that love is kind of overwhelming. And it's like, you know, it doesn't necessarily... um, manifest itself the way we're trying to make it manifest itself we're more or less coming off as pushy and judgmental or controlling you know stuff like that yeah so i think maybe that's the most important thing is to start like with our approach how are we approaching it and maybe if we're are we giving advice but speaking in a way that's saying hey this is what i went through and i just am worried about you or i just care about you and i want to share this insight versus hey this is what i think you should do yeah absolutely those are definitely two different things but then how do you address that then like how would you go personally how would you go about telling somebody you know not even telling them but making yourself an example of like this is how you know i care about you i do but i don't want you i don't want to see you make this mistake because i don't want to see you in pain or i don't want to see you disappointed that's really what i'm trying to avoid is watching you hurt you know you're not trying to take control over their life you're just trying to help them avoid pain and misery and you know malice just because you just you don't want them to see you don't want to see them in that situation even though they might not be able to see five steps ahead you think by anticipating that you don't want to see them hurt or anything like that you know yeah and i can understand that but the tighter of a grip that you have on somebody's life i think that the more they're going to want to wiggle their way out right and as you're saying this i'm kind of thinking of my own experience like with people who love me and who have advised me in the past saying, hey, I went through this and this is, you know, my experience and what I went through and I just don't want you to feel the same way or to go through the same things. Like even my parents, I mean, I can like give you so many examples of like where my mom has said, hey, these are my, you know, experiences, these are my thoughts. And I legitimately was like, "Mm, yeah, you don't know and did the complete opposite. So maybe like, (laughs) I mean, that's probably the dynamic of like parent and child, but I think in general, like we as individuals want to make our own decisions. And so when we when we see someone going through something, I think it's important for us to, in a way that's polite and humble, share our experiences to maybe not advise them, but to show that we support them and love them, but also not take it personally if they don't take our advice because would we take that advice i think it is the dynamic of like the parent and child because there's a reason when you're acting that way towards somebody that you care about that they're like you know you're not my mom or you're not my dad stop acting like it you know there's a reason they say that it is the parent child dynamic and um i think that with that you you definitely should tread ground a lot more more cautiously Mm -hmm. because you don't want to get into that zone of being the parent to them yeah so how do we go about that how do we help someone or love someone without trying to be their parent. I mean, I think that's like, that's such a big challenge that we face 
in the way that we love people. And I mean, there's just whatever situation. It could be like in my like with my situation, it's just, you know, what's this person going to do next? It's like a big life decision. But I mean, if it's someone that's like struggling with depression, for example, I mean, how do you help them and advise them without making them feel incapable of like making their own decisions or incapable of like still giving them that free will yeah you know you don't want to take their independence away from them and yet you also want to empower them to make their own decisions and you also want to save them from you know and maybe depression wasn't the best example because that's more serious i think the hurt or the pain yeah and the inevitable hurt yeah finding a way to like i could have worded that differently (laughs) (laughs) i could have worded that differently No, but I mean, just finding a way to like be, to make sure that they're getting the help they need if it's something super serious, but then also like not doing that for them. Like you can't force someone to go get help with depression and then, you can't force, you can't live somebody's life for them is the bottom line. You know, you can't, you can't take control of somebody's life no matter how much you care about them. So maybe it's sharing your experience in a way that empowers them to make their own decision based on what they have heard from you and other people, but also what they feel in their heart so it's not saying hey you need to do this or you should do this because of what i think or because of what i've gone through but rather okay here's an experience i'm sharing with you because i love you but i want you to make the choice and i'm going to be there for you regardless of your decision you're not taking the humanity away from them you're still kind of letting that sit there and telling them hey you still have free will but i just want to show you that i care yeah Mm -hmm. without over exemplifying that whatever without like screaming that out or making it known that you're you care so little that you just want to control their lives because you have some sort of problems in your life that you don't want to address. Like it it can ultimately backfire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It can ultimately backfire to the point where you're like, why you're trying to take the control of my life so much because you know, maybe you're unfulfilled in your life. Yeah. And you definitely don't want to go down that road. No. And that just ruins your whole relationship. Yeah. But I mean, talking about this made me think about, I, I feel like a lot of us have experienced, relationships where we try to fix the other person and I think that this topic really plays into that because I think it's so inherent within us and I'm just going to speak like especially for women um for the females listening I feel like us and the way we are hardwired as individuals we're very emotional and that's not to say that men are not emotional because they totally are but i just think like we're very emotional yes no I'm, I'm not saying you're not i'm just saying like i'll speak like just for me and some of the women that i know in my life like we are very emotional and it's kind of inherent within us to want to fix in you know to want to fix to want to love and nurture. I, again n- yeah nurture mm-hmm. not to say that men aren't this way but like speaking from personal experience like those are the kind of relationships i've in the past found myself falling into where i almost want to fix and not to say that the people that i've cared about like need fixing necessarily we all need we're none of us are perfect so it's like there's always something we can work on and improve and be better but i feel like for me it's always been about like how can i help you reach your potential or how can I like solve these problems in your life for you Mm -hmm. and I think maybe not even just women like that's just me and I'm sure other people can relate but it's like I feel like I want to help you like fix whatever's going on in your life because I love you yeah and so like in my experiences it's like that's like beautiful and amazing and I don't think that if, if you're like that I don't think you should change but I also think like the most important thing is to realize you have to empower people to fix themselves yeah you can't 
make someone, like you said this, you can't make someone change or do something or make a decision or follow the path that you think they should because you've gone down a different one and you really messed up and you just want to help them. Like ultimately people need to make their own decisions and they need to be empowered by the people who love them to make those decisions themselves. Paths, um, the thing about life is that paths, I think they're, they're common, but they're not identical. Hmm. You know, they're, they're similar in a sense, but at a very broad sense, you know, you're not going to get every single similar result out of one walk that you would from another, you know? Right. Um, just like one person takes a stroll and the other person takes that same walk same day doesn't mean they're going to have the same experience, you know? Right. It's different for both people. Because of life, because, because of, of past, personality. Because, yeah. Y- there are very different factors that you take into consideration when somebody goes through something. Some people, you have to understand that not everybody will react to certain situations the way you react to them. So that can ultimately change the course of how it'll work out for them or how it might not, you know? Mm-hmm. An opportunity that you took might have worked out for you amazingly, but it might not work out for them, you know? All, all things like this take into consideration personality, timing, and just circumstance in general, because that ultimately makes us who we are. It's the very circumstance that we live in in every single day. And think about it. Like, you wouldn't be the person you are today if you hadn't made certain decisions, right or wrong, you know, in your past to kind of lead you and shape you into who you are. And it's like, what if someone made those decisions for me? Or what if I would have listened to every little thing that, you know, everyone told me? Yeah. And I mean... <laughs> I know my mom would be like, well, you know, this and that. You would have been like... Shout out to mom. Yeah, shout out to mom. <laughs> it would have been like, hey, you would have avoided X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah, you're right. But also, because I didn't, didn't, it grew me into someone that was like more capable in a sense. And yeah. I mean, I would have been capable, hopefully, either way. <laughs> I mean, Shout out to mom. I should have listened. But also... It, it kind of empowered me to be like, yeah, this is the decision I made for myself. And when it was a crappy one, it was like, oh, okay, now I know better. And now I know how to avoid that in the future because I did it. But I feel like I, I carry this truth with me or it's like you have to kind of like make your own mistakes so you know who you are. It's you almost, it's, it's, I like the fact that you're using the mom for an example, because for me, it's my dad mm-hmm. and my dad, while he is like a very respectable man and you know he's had experiences in his life he has this saying that says like where and i'm going to try to say it correctly um he says where you're going i'm already on my way back so I love that. basically saying like hey you think you like about dating about relationships about stuff like this like hey you might think that i'm ignorant to all this but i i've been through it you're forgetting that i was your age sometime like at some time some point in my life mm-hmm. and while I appreciate that and while I acknowledge the fact that he does know like certain aspects of life, if I had followed through every single direction my dad has given me, I wouldn't have grown, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, for me, there's a lot of a lot of gifts and a lot of assets that I bring to the table because those are things I've acquired on my own, mm-hmm. out of my own personal interests, out of my own, you know, interaction with other people. Those were things I brought to the table. And there were a lot of things that he brought to the table that I adopted into my own ideology too. But I think that had I not taken it, taken it for myself and been like, you know what, I have room to learn and I want to learn independently. And there's a lot I could still bring to the table. I don't think I would have been the person that I am now if I would have followed through with every single thing that he taught me and every single thing that he told me. And because he was wrong about some things, you know, he was Mm -hmm. the world he lived in isn't the same world we live in now. Yeah, which and is a big 
a big point to consider as well. Yeah, and and just like with like even not parents, like let's say we're talking to friends, the world that the world that our friends perceive or experience or experience is not the same world we do. Right. Because totally. we're living two separate lives. No matter how close you are to them, at the end of the day, you still fall asleep in your own bed, hopefully. You still <laughs> fall asleep in your own bed and you two are separate from each other. So as hands-on as you think you are in their lives, you still live separate lives. You still live different experiences. You have different outcomes of choice. You have different interactions and you go about things differently. Mm-hmm. So to say that one outcome of an experience would be identical to to theirs or to yours is completely wrong. And right. there's no logic in that, you know, and it's completely fueled by our emotion to care. And, and that's not wrong. You know, we care a lot. Right. But when we when we forget that these people have separate lives we we completely surrender to the idea that that we somehow control everything in their mm-hmm. lives that we somehow control the things in our lives because even in our own lives we can't control everything so who's right. to say you'll be better at it with somebody else's exactly because you could advise someone a certain way and then guess what life changes and this you know this path that you advise them to take is just all like up in the air and then again now here they are in the same place of trying to figure out what to do and ultimately they have to make their own decision anyway so it's like yeah that's a good point yeah we and then control that kind of stuff usually when i give advice to friends i usually like say like disclaimer this is like, i don't know this is in, no i usually start it with in my opinion yeah this is what i would do but but ultimately take that with a yeah. grain of salt and I think everybody should, just with everything that we're influenced by. Like, whether you're reading a self-help book or something like that, take everything with a grain of salt. Question mm-hmm. it. And, you know, there was a good, there was a little saying that my pastor said. Well, you know, you go to the same church I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know, take the meat and spit out the bones. And, you know, you take mm-hmm. basically what's useful to you and applicable to your life and you spit out the rest. Something that's not useful to you. Because mm-hmm. if we were to, if we were to portray our lives and, make our lives examples of every single self-help book we've ever experienced, um, that would suck. That really would. It would just be crazy. You we would just be add pulled a... in so many different directions trying to figure out Because everybody we are. has the recipe to success. Everybody has right. the secret formula. Everybody knows the secret way to get rich quick. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, you know, I, as many books as you can write, there's not one person that figured out the recipe for life. You know, they, re- they figured out how to get money. They figured out how to become a more you know, how to improve your marriage, how to improve this, how to improve that. But, and with good reason, nobody's written a book on how to How to do everything. Yeah. How (laughs) How to life. life. (laughs) How to life. Because there is no recipe for it. Mm -hmm. And if you try to apply the principles in one book into this person's life, it might not work for somebody else. So that's where the criticism comes into play. You know, I don't, I don't expect my experiences to be to be applicable to everybody else's that's listening's life like i don't Um, yeah that's why i say take things with a grain of salt everything even the advice that i give you is as pretty as it sounds or as as uh as well as you can attach it to your life still you're still a human being and like tomorrow i have this big job interview and my friend works at this company that it's this amazing company and and he Mm -hmm. was like don't worry like this is how i did it and i did it and i did it and i was like okay cool but and then the friend before him he was like this is how he did it and and Mm -hmm. this is basically how it's worked out for all of us i was like yeah but take into consideration that i'm not you i'm not you Mm -hmm. and you know maybe how it works out for me which i'm still hoping i'm hoping i get this job Mm -hmm. i'm pretty confident i will but 
how it works out for you might not work out for me or how it works out for me might not work out for you. Yeah. And so we have to pull little bits and pieces from the different things that we read or it's from a, what we hear. It's a and, puzzle. Yeah. Like, don't think that everything's applicable to you. It's not. Like, even these motivational speeches and everything, like, that's kind of why I have a big problem with, and I know they're not meant to be taken literal, but I have a big problem with, like, con- like um, these speeches they give, like, at graduation ceremonies. They're somehow applicable to everybody in different ways, but... In the end of the day, you know somebody's there that didn't get anything out of it. And that's actually a really interesting point because I remember when I was graduating from high school, I submitted, they they had did like an open-ended thing and it was like, hey, whoever wants to write the graduation speech, you know, send in your speech or whatever. And I wrote a speech and I was very specific. Like I tried to write to every single person because my I was like you know this is an amazing time for people to graduate and to go to college but not everyone's going to go to college you know some people are going to go into military military or to get a job or I knew people very close to me were just like I don't know I don't know I don't know like they straight up were just like I have no plans and like some people didn't even like they graduated but it was kind of like barely and so when I wrote the speech I tried to write to every single person and to be like hey, you know, like wherever this next step in your life is, whether you're still figuring it out, whether you graduated, you know, I I address every single person and like it didn't get accepted, obviously, (laughs) as I wouldn't be talking about it right now. But I just I felt like it didn't resonate with the people that were like judging the speeches because it was like not the traditional motivational. We need something general. Well, it's like it wasn't inspiring in the sense of like, this is the best time of your life. You're going to go to college. You're going to be so (laughs) successful. It was more of like, hey, wherever you're at right now is okay. And like kind of like an affirming speech in the fact of like, hey, you might not know what you're doing. You know, you might be confused or in the middle. You know, it was just like I was trying to connect to the people because I had people very close to me that didn't know and that were just like really struggling. And so I wanted to make sure that that was addressed because I felt like that was important. And I just feel like it didn't really resonate with the, the the judges because it wasn't like this blanket, stereotypical kind of speech. And not to say anything bad about the, the speech that was chosen, but Honestly. just like one of those things where it's like you have to pull bits and pieces that relate to you. And you have to know that sometimes like things aren't going to resonate with you and that's okay because we're all different people and different steps and different journeys figuring this out, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I've kind of grown with comfort to the idea that um, if I... Sorry, I moved away a little bit. If I ever had to give a, a, a speech, and this is purely hypothetical, I would probably never actually do this. I would probably go about it with like, hey, some of you here right now are going to probably go to prison. Some oh. of you here are probably going to be garbage men. Dang. Some of you probably won't do anything at all. Some of the you prison might... part, I'm like, yikes. No, but, but hear mean... me out. Hear me out. Some of you might go to a nine to five and hate your lives. But no, that's a very real possibility. No, that's actually something you're not immune from but be aware that that's that's a possibility and with you being aware that that's a possibility you can start to run away from it if it's not what you want yeah don't succumb to that idea if you tell yourself oh i'm not going to be one of those people i guarantee you the people that ended up in those situations probably thought the same thing now don't think you're immune from a crappy life if you keep telling yourself, I'm not going to get there, I'm not going to get there, but you never take action in your own life, you're going to get there. So don't mm-hmm. think, like for me, I would be under the, I would tell myself, I would tell everybody, again, hypothetical, but I think that the point's clear. 
understand that some of you are going to go to prison. Some of you are going to succumb to a nine to five. Some of you are not going to figure out what you want to do until your late thirties. Some of you are going to go to trade school. Some of you are going to go into the military. Some of you will hate your lives. And then a few of you are going to succeed and be extremely happy. And then some of you are going to be filthy rich and hate your lives still. <laughs> Dang, just hitting them straight, huh? But no, that's a very real possibility. And because those are very real possibilities, you can now run away from them. Mm-hmm. You can now work towards eradicating them. Mm-hmm. And you can now work towards not being one of those. Yeah, empowering yourself to make something different when you know what you don't want. Empower yourself by understanding that there is a very real dark side. There is a very real f- bottom, rock bottom. The rock bottom actually exists. And it's not made up of people that just... Um, that it's not made up of people that didn't have dreams. It's made up of people that didn't follow them. Yeah. You know, everybody has dreams. Everybody wants to pursue something, but it takes a real, it takes a real courageous human being. And even somebody with the guts to stand up to actually take action. You know, tomorrow Mm -hmm. I'm going into this job interview and I never in a million years would have thought that at the age of 20, I would be here, but Mm I'm, am I nervous? Hell yeah, I'm nervous, but I don't want I, I came to peace with the idea that that reality exists, that there is a rock bottom and eventually my dad's not going to be around to to nurture me and to like tell me that everything's OK. So that very real dark side exists. But as soon as you can acknowledge it, you can confidently run away from it and you can confidently yeah. take hold of it and be like, you know what? This is not me. I'm not going to be that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be a statistic. And I refuse. I refuse to be this kind of mediocre person that just doesn't want anything out of life. It's okay if you're in a place where you don't have everything figured out, mm-hmm. where you're still experiencing things and you're like, man, I feel like I'm at rock bottom, but you want more. The very fact that you want more speaks everything. for itself. Yeah. If you're okay with sitting at a nine to five and you don't want anything more in life, that's when you're in real crap. Like that's when you're in a real problem. Yeah. And I want to throw out there and say like, you know, it's not like the nine to five is the enemy or, you know, any of the things that Abe said, you know, whether, you know, being a garbage man or, you know, whatever. That's, it's not that that's the problem. It's just like if you're in that situation and you don't want that and that makes you super unhappy and you feel stuck. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like a nine to five job if no. that's what you want. But no. we're talking about the fact that like if you're in the situation and you absolutely hate your life every single day. That's what you're talking about when you're Some like, people are going to be perfectly happy with sitting in a cubicle. Some people are going to be perfectly happy with being garbage men. And I think that's They're awesome. happy, but that's what matters. But yeah. But if you're in that situation and you know it's not for you and you're still settling for it because it's it's a safety net, that's understand that you can be fired and you can be thrown you can be disposed of at a job you hate. So mm-hmm. why not take the risk of chasing the job that you love? Yeah, amen. It's difficult to do and it's scary. It's going to take you out of your comfort zone, but understand that I had somebody tell me when I uh, when I was barely finding Jesus or when Jesus was finding me, um, I was talking about, like, hey, I, I was so stupid and ignorant. I was like, hey, I want to go ask out that girl and stuff. And, and, he, and I was telling him, he was like, why don't you go? This was like a good friend of mine. He was, he was like, why don't you go ask her? And I'm like, well, because I'm, I'm nervous. I, I kind of have a little anxiety and I don't know how to talk to her. And I'm just, I'm scared of the what if. And he told, what he told me is still stuck to me today. He told me, understand that the anxiety you feel right now to ask out this girl at this very moment 
is nothing compared to the anxiety you're going to feel on your deathbed wondering what could have been. Dang. Yeah. And that stuck with me. I asked her out. I got rejected, but it worked. <laughs> but but I felt good. Yeah, yeah. Because it's weird. You go. You, there's this like paradox of you actually taking action and doing things, even though it doesn't work out your way. You have peace of mind by knowing what would have been. Yeah. You're not in a situation of wondering, man, what if, what if, what if, mm-hmm. what if. The what ifs is what kills you. The what ifs is what brings you down. It's not the answer of no, and it might be, and that's okay. That you get to move on. But pondering the what ifs has been the most crippling aspect of my life, honestly. And it's taken up so much of my headspace and my time that I, I could have dedicated so much of that time towards something beneficial to myself. Yeah. So don't, I don't think that it's good to sit with the what ifs. I think that, like I, like he said, you know, the anxiety of, of what you're feeling right now to take that risk might feel like it's the most overwhelming feeling in the world. But I can't imagine being in a world where, you're on your deathbed and you're like, you know what? Um, I regret not doing this. I regret not doing that. Because in the end, that's, what, that's where we're all headed. You know, that's, yeah. that's, the end is inevitable and it's, it's going to happen. But it's not, it's, it doesn't have to be the scariest thing in the world because eventually it's going to happen. But, you know, being here right now in this world, listening to this podcast right now, you're obviously meant to do it for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you were obviously meant to hear something. You were obviously meant to impact somebody's life. And if you feel like your life is not worth anything right now, I, I felt that way at some point. And I know people mm-hmm. way older than me that felt that way at some point. Yeah. But understand that, that, understand that life, this life is, is like the blink of an, it, it, it's over in the blink of an eye. And just as you came in, you will go out. So, don't sit and ponder all the things that could have been instead do and chase them. Mm-hmm. Even if you feel in the moment like this gives me horrible anxiety, I, I know that feeling and yeah. you'll learn to feel, you'll learn to live with it. But I don't want to, I don't want anybody listening to this to fall into the trap that they're somehow not good enough, yeah, that they're somehow not worthy enough to be in that top position at their company or to be worthy of this person you haven't you have any idea how many people i've met that are dating somebody or married to somebody way out of their league you know why it's because that person shows either they show confidence or they they just they went for it confidence has to be probably one of the most attractive attractive aspects that i've ever met in somebody yeah It, it doesn't necessarily mean like sitting there like oh i'm the i'm the baddest biggest dude ever like (laughs) that's not confidence confidence is the way you carry yourself the way you carry yourself and and you can be confident in not knowing what you want to do too yeah you can be confident in sitting like i don't know what i want to do but i'm pushing towards finding out out. yeah pushing towards finding out and you know eventually you'll get there whether Mm -hmm. it's today whether it's a month from now maybe a year from now maybe a decade from now but i think that i don't think the the destination is the end game and what you'll truly enjoy i think it's the journey enjoy the journey and enjoy mm-hmm. being brokenhearted enjoy walking forward you know enjoy being in those positions where you'll be able to look back at and be like you know what i was there at some point now i can tell my story yeah and help totally. other people move forward because you're not here only for yourself yeah wow and as you're talking about this it kind of makes me think about where we started this entire podcast like I'm on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, it reminds me of where we started this entire podcast. We were talking about how do we help someone in a situation 
Like, how do we love, how do we help someone we love figure this out? And what you're talking about is, you know, embracing, you know, these what ifs and going for it and making our own decisions and being happy wherever we are and, you know, just figuring it out. And I it just, I think that we can take the advice we're giving ourselves and we're speaking to ourselves and apply that to other people as well. You know, we need to encourage people to make mistakes and to embrace wherever they are in the process and to, you know, to fall down and pick themselves up and just be a mess and just move through this life, but empowering others to make those decisions too. I, you said that really perfectly. You're not in it for yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, this world is much bigger than just you. Yeah. And And if we can, if we can, if we can understand that and we can appreciate that, and we can really just be at peace with the fact that we're not in it for ourselves alone. Mm-hmm. Like even, even like, and this doesn't apply to everybody, but even most people that I know, eventually the end game is they want to get married and have a family. You're doing stuff for other people. That's yeah. still you doing stuff for other people. So not the end yourself. game, the end game is you selflessly wanting to be selfish for other people. You want more for the after not just you you're creating something that'll hold the weight you're creating something that'll provide for your future yeah and i think that people need to break out of that mentality and be like you know what i'm not trying to create something for myself in the future i'm trying to create something for the world in the future because those were the innovators that created something big yeah and you might think that you're not gonna get there that you'll never you're gonna you're gonna think like, well, I'm not somebody who went to Harvard. I'm not somebody who's capable of doing this, this, and that. Well, dude, like, when I was in middle school, when I was like a kid, I and I'm still pretty much a kid, but <laughs> I hated math. Like, I really hated math. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people do. Now I can't like now like math is like one of my best strong suits, and it and it only took practice. I th- I think that a lot of people with teaching yourself something it it has a lot to do with the method you're taking mm-hmm. like everybody's capable of grasping onto a subject or grasping onto idea but it's not it's not the idea itself it's how you learn it how you apply it to your life like those questions that i got the reason i hated math for me was probably when somebody was telling me like oh if if jake has a cart full of uh, 50 50 bananas and <laughs> i'm like why would jake ever put 50 bananas in his car like what is wrong with jake (laughs) he has like a potassium deficiency but i don't know there's stupid things like that it wasn't until i got to high school and then i had this teacher who was really like everybody has that teacher and if you haven't met them you probably will eventually Mm -hmm. that teacher that is really into their job like not the ones that are annoying but the ones that actually care the kinds that are actually making the sacrifice those are the people that you know probably didn't start off wanting to teach teach they probably wanted to do something else, but they fell in love with it because they're like, you know what? Like, there's something here. Mm-hmm. There's something here. And could you imagine somebody being like a, a little kid and they're like, you know what? I want to grow up to be a high school math teacher. Some people, I'm sure, but. <laughs> Not any that I've known. But I I'm saying. I wanted to be an astronaut. Okay, that makes sense. But for, I wanted to be an astronaut too. <laughs> but I was like, uh, no. Like, <laughs> I'm terrified of heights. You really think I want to fall out of space? Like, I can't even skydive. Are you kidding me? But. <laughs> Everybody, like, people that I meet, there are people that, when I used to work at the airport, they were extremely happy with being at the airport. And they were, they were, it's just the job of being, like, a cashier. Like, people that have ended their lives, like, this is where, this is their livelihood. Yeah. But they're happy with it. And I could never wrap my mind around that, but they could. And it's not my job to get my mind around that. 
they're happy. Right. The problem lies when you meet somebody and you know they're completely unhappy. And then you want to reach out. And then you want to be like, taking it back to where we are now. I want to, prov- I want to reach out to my friend and prevent them from being unhappy for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to make this stupid decision because I somehow know best. And we might think we do. Mm-hmm. But let them have their wiggle room. <laughs> Yeah, Let have their space make, to make mistakes. Maybe that mistake is going to be a, benef- a benefit to them in the long run. Not to say all of them, but I'm saying, you right. know, be cautious. But at the same time, understand that everybody's lives is their own, but we're not in it for ourselves. Yeah. And I think that with that, that's yeah, pretty that's much... a good ending nugget. That's a really good way to end it. So um, anything, anything you want to leave it with, Marissa? No, I think, I think we got a lot out there and... I don't know if you're struggling with something like that or you're experiencing a situation with someone that you love, um, reach out to us. We, we sure. added our, yeah, we added our contact info and our, um, website Get and me on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, me. I mean, reach out to <laughs> yeah. us. We love to talk to you. We love to talk about these things that are on our hearts and we just so appreciate you listening and being here. Absolutely. And I really hope that wherever it is that you are in life right now, whether it's good or bad, that you'll get something great out of it because I trust Mm -hmm. that that's how the process works. Amen. And I believe in you. I believe in you, Marissa, and I believe in you, and you're going to make something out of this. Like, If you don't feel like there's anything worth making anything out of, understand that God made us out of dust. So God made us out of dirt when there was nothing there. Right. So I'm pretty sure we can can make, we can take an opportunity when it's brought to us. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to step forward and take a risk in your life. All right. So with that, I think that is a good place to end. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll catch you guys next time. Catch you guys next time. Good night. <laughs>